Hey, welcome to McRib and Me. I'm your host, Ron Romano, and this is episode two from season number one. Today we've got a very special guest, an artist from Nashville, Tennessee, singer-songwriter Claire Kelly. This episode was recorded at our own Oceanway Nashville recording studios in Studio A. All right. Hey, today on McRib and Me, I've got Claire Kelly. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome to the show. She's an artist here in Nashville, and um, she tells me she's had a McRib. Years, many moons ago. It's been a long time. So we're going to find out about how she uh, remembers the McRib, and we're also going to find a whole bunch about her career and her music. Um, But I think first things first, we might want to just jump into that tasting. Are you up for that? I'm ready. Let's go. All right, cool. Starting off with a bang, I like it. <laughs> That's right. We don't we don't waste any time here on McRib and me, right? So there's a McRib, and I okay. think it's only appropriate that you kind of open it and show the camera the sure, reveal, of right? Course. So it's like a yeah, Food Network show. Yeah, right. Woo. McRib. Here we are. All right. So okay, this so, does look messy. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, first. I'm gonna say, what's your first impressions? Just looking at the sandwich. Tell me what you see and what you think you remember and you love. Sure, the smell feels familiar to me. I feel like that that McRib smell, that barbecue sauce, and yeah, everything. Right? Um, it looks like a messy sandwich. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. I'm feeling a little nervous to eat this on camera right now. <laughs> but you know, everybody knows we're on McRib and me, and it's true. It's per- perfectly appropriate to get a little messy. I yeah, absolutely. This is a get your hands dirty sandwich. It's it seems like it absolutely is there anything else you want to know or do you just want me to take a bite or i think you should process? go for a bite and then let's see what you think okay sounds good here goes nothing okay okay that's pretty good right Mm-hmm. what what was what was your first reaction on that bite i mean what 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 stood out the most um the flavor. It's a pretty good flavor. This is a good sandwich. It's a dang good sandwich. <laughs> That's right. We were trying to make a whole show about this I mean, this so good you had to make a show about exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It tastes nostalgic to me. I think I had these when I was young. Like, I, it must be. I love that. And that, that is really part of the whole thing for me and the show. And yeah. the guests have... I feel like it must like been like adventure day with like dad drive through kind of thing where it was like uh, we're, we're getting something special today because it came in and out right yeah it was yes. uh, it was never it wasn't always there no it's not a permanent menu item right and it doesn't even really have a season kind of like shamrock shake right always mm. comes out in the spring at the same time absolutely the McRib's more elusive it it seems to come out every year or so and it but it has had gaps where it hasn't yeah. but. Um, it's elusive. We never know when. I love that. It's yeah. fun. <laughs> Makes it exciting. <laughs> well, that's not the issue. I'm just running. In this segment, we talk about Claire Kelly's journey into music. So, we've tried the McRib. Yes. Let's hear a little bit about your music and your career. What do you sure. um, tell us about your musical journey? Absolutely. So I moved down. I grew up um, northwest of Chicago. Okay. And I went to school up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. What what town in northwest Chicago? um, Cary, Illinois. Um, And I moved down to Nashville in 2016. Okay. And it was just kind of the the mental leap to start pursuing music full time. And I've just been writing and learning how to be an independent musician here ever since. So it's been pretty cool. Were you doing music? before you came to Nashville then up there just on the side yeah. no I did like a good year of corporate America tried that out yeah. like played gigs at night until 2 a.m and then I was like I think I could spend 40 hours a week just doing music yeah and yeah so that's what I came and you just here to made do. the leap 
Yeah, pretty much, which is which is wild. And I've so I'm kind of doing the songwriting game here in town, and then I'm also taking the songs, recording them, and like going on the road during the summertime, and uh, yeah, playing a bunch of gigs and shows. When you gig, do you uh, go solo, or do you have a band or support as musicians? I typically to go tour with? solo. I sometimes bring another side person to oh. to play with me. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, cool. absolutely. And um, you are primary writing is your thing mm-hmm. songwriting the songwriting that's the love that's the true love that's the love so mm-hmm. do you write for others as well yes i do write for others as well as myself how do you feel about writing a song and then giving it away um it's interesting i think it depends on on where it starts it is like if you bring an idea that's very personal to you and somebody else wants to take it and make it their own there is like a little moment of oh like am i sure that i want to give that away yeah but then if you hear somebody sing your song out in the world somewhere or put it out or record it that's like a whole different kind of exciting yeah yeah i can imagine and um uh you know as a writer when you're writing those songs do you feel like some things maybe you've written are personal to you, but they don't fit you as an artist. Does that ever happen? Definitely, yes. Because I write a lot, I think it's it's always a trick to find which songs fit together. It's like project to project. I feel like there's, the genre is like fluent. I think everybody these days is like three genres in one to describe their sound. Yeah. And so you could always make a different record with those different styles. And so for me, it's like finding the pockets that, that work. at a time or if there's songs that are like maybe in a different personal or emotional state like they might be saved for a later project you just never know yeah yeah what artists out there do you admire as songwriters Mm. i love brandy carlisle right Uh, now i really love what she's doing laurie mckenna's like the the dream career i think that's that's the goal absolutely someone who's right just like writing these country hits and then getting to perform her own stuff and sell out the Ryman whenever she wants yeah. and that's ideal that's a pretty good gig pretty good gig and yes yeah, so those are my favorites right now but I also love like Bruce Springsteen and I love like Jim Croce and um, Jackson Brown like does those old 70s songwriters too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I I've heard you've done some sync licensing deals and things tell yeah. me about some of that stuff some of the placements or things you've worked on there sure absolutely uh, I feel like that was my first like this can happen, like dreams are coming true moment when I got my first song on TV. Like that was a super cool moment. It was through a co-write and it was a song that probably took a good year and a half to come to life. Uh-huh. And then like we got an email the day before it was going to be on ABC Network, like on the Grey's Anatomy spinoff show. Oh, really? Yeah, cool. like Station 19. It was super cool. And that so I got the email and I was like, okay. And then I told my whole world about it. And the next day I'm watching it and it doesn't air until the last three minutes of the episode. I'm panicking the entire time. I was like, I told everyone to watch. Like, this isn't going to happen. Everything's fine. And it was like that sweet spot, the last minute. That was cool. Awesome. That's an incredible story. That had to be amazing to see your songs out in the big public, right? Like that, yeah. Which is super cool. All right, so so you've got uh, a record out right now? Yes, okay. I do. My first full-length album. Okay, what's that called? Um, it's called The Scenic Route. The Scenic Route, and where yeah. can people hear that? They can hear it anywhere you can stream music. Um, I guess the best place to go is my website, clairekellymusic.com, but it's on Spotify, Apple Music, all that jazz. So awesome. It's available. So tell me about that record. When did you complete that, and how many songs, those kinds of things? Yeah, that was. Uh, it was completed over the pandemic, so that was a pandemic album, okay. and um, I recorded it with my friends um, South for Winter who I also yeah they've been heard. on the show yeah they've had some McRib and Me experience yes they have yes um, they're good friends of mine and Nick Stone of South for Winter he um, 
produced the record. And it's the songs are all stories of being on the road, just like the adventures and like the weird detours that happen that end up being the best stories. Yeah. And yes, yeah, so that's kind of how it came to life. Cool. And over what period of time did you write those during the pandemic or those are these th you wrote them maybe then, but their thoughts of what time in your life? Yeah, it was probably that year of heavy traveling before the pandemic, which I'm very grateful to have gotten in. Yeah. And then there's a couple pandemic songs that snuck up on the record, too. So as, yeah. as we were all going through that, do you find is it tough as a songwriter to be vulnerable or do you find it's uh, a release to kind of let yourself be vulnerable? I think, I don't know how, I guess I can't speak for all songwriters, but I feel like it always starts as therapy. Like it's yeah. our own, it's our own discovery of emotions and figuring out how we feel about certain things. Like that's where the first songs start, you know? Yeah. So the vulnerability feels so important to me. I really strive to keep that a part of my music. Even when you're trying to like write a little more commercially or trying to you know get the songs that are good for this, if it doesn't feel like something, it's not gonna go anywhere. Yeah. 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 Gotta have the truth. Gotta have the truth yeah. involved. I think. Plus, I think then as an audience, you know, enjoying music, we want to connect, and Absolutely. I think it's easy as as a fan of music to connect to vulnerabilities that you may have that you might find that an artist like yourself is exposing in their song and, totally. and that's what makes it something memorable and um, impactful for people in the moment and it's got to be an amazing feeling for you to throw those things out there and hear stories back from maybe your fans too about what a song might have done for them that you you wrote totally that's do, that's do you have some stories feeling. like that yeah and, yeah. and I, I keep finding that the more personally i write like the details of my world that's what comes back and resonates and it's you kind of think about it in the moment and you're like well nobody's gonna get this because this is the only thing that my dad does or my mom does, you know like yeah. these things but those are the things that stir up emotions for other people and that's so beautiful it yeah means we're more connected than we think yeah it is it's, yeah. that's very very true and uh I love that. Well, are you uh, going to perform for me tonight on McRib and Me? I would be honored to perform for you on McRib and Me. All right. Sounds well, like a great time. We're going to set that up here, so Perfect. give a second. Here we get an exclusive McRib and Me performance of Claire Kelly's Dandelion Wine. Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Claire Kelly. I'm here on McRib and Me, and I'm going to play a song for you off of the new record, The Scenic Root. This is called Dandelion Wine. <laughs> Watching the sunset on Tennessee hills I wish I could capture it, I never will Cause I'm not a painter, can't stay in lines Just sitting here sipping on dandelion wine Starting to rain, but I don't feel a thing. Just sitting out rocking on that old porch swing. Cause I found me something that tastes like springtime. Just sitting here sipping on dandelion.
plans, but they'll change on a dime. So pour me one more glass of dandelion wine. Oh, preachers and dreamers, they both Spend your life guessing, oh, look for the signs. Just sit back and sip on that dandelion wine. Oh, my life, I've known some things you can't. In this segment, we hear about Claire Kelly's Bluebird experience in the Golden Pick Award. So tell me, I hear you've got a Bluebird story. I do, I do. I have a couple of Bluebird stories, oh, but, the, but the most recent one is probably my favorite. Um, it's such that's another amazing place to play. The magic in that room is just unbeautiful. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. And um, this summer, I entered one of my songs, a newer one of mine that hasn't been recorded yet, called Tapestry in their um, Bluebird Golden Pick songwriting contest. And, yeah. I, and I won. And I got You won? Play. Yeah, which is super cool. I won this guitar. That really? I no kidding. Yeah, how cool. That's amazing because I'm just saying that the Bluebird has a huge reputation for having some of the greatest songwriters in the world. And if you're over there winning awards, <laughs> We've got some greatness on the show. I mean, not only is the McRib a great sandwich, we've got some greatness right here with Claire Kelly. So, <laughs> Amazing. So cool. Um, and, you know, I think in one of the breaks, you were mentioning a little bit about, um, you know, now uh, you you got to try the McRib tonight, but you've got some some McDonald's stories. Oh, I do have one in particular. And okay. I like, when I heard about this thing, I was like, this might be a good time to tell this story. All right, let's hear it. Um, so I tour a lot. I'm on the road a lot. And I was playing a show down in Atlanta, area I think maybe north of Atlanta Woodstock Georgia and I was with my Cajon player his name's Kirby he goes by T. Lee Newman and he and I got to Atlanta we got stuck in traffic we got to the gig like just on, just on time like played for three hours like did the thing we're dancing with the kids like had a ball with all the people there it was a good show yeah and but we had not thought about dinner at all <laughs> like we just went like five hours without eating at all we're like got to the end of the gig we're packed at the car and we're just like famished yeah and so we get out and we just see the golden arches and we, we roll on up to the drive-thru and um and it's late but i i order i think i ordered a mcchicken that was that yeah. was the go-to and then kirby ordered a burger and he ordered fries and 
um, we get to the, the window to pay, and I immediately regret not ordering fries, too. Like, yeah, I was yeah, like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah I can only imagine. Right, right? you know? You got to have them. And uh, so we pay for our meal, and then we get to the next window, and um, they hand us a bag of food, and I do the check. You know, you yeah, can do the yeah. check to make sure you got what you ordered. Yeah. And I looked down, and I was like, I think we're missing a small fry to the guy at the window. And he's like, oh, I'll check. And he's like, no, you only ordered one. And I just, <laughs> and I just stared at him, and I was like... I could have sworn that we ordered two. And he was just like, real fine. Yeah, I'll give you another fry. <laughs> and we just drove off and we were cackling. And we were like, we got a free McDonald's French fry. Yes, yeah, so that's a huge win. It was a huge win. And, yeah. you know, I know a lot of artists on the show, McDonald's can be a pretty big staple on the road. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's what's open late. That's yeah. the thing. <laughs> yeah, like you said, those golden arches, they resonate. It's like you just got done with that show. We need right. some grub and it's time to go. Absolutely. Yeah, well, man, I've had a ball having you on the show. Thank you for having me. Remind it's everybody here, cool. Claire, Claire Kelly, where can we find you on Instagram and all those things? Tell everybody. Absolutely. You can find my stuff at Claire Kelly Music. So that's the Instagram handle. That's the website. And that's all the stuff on Spotify is under Claire Kelly. Right on. Well, I know you guys are all going to go check it out. I know I'm going to keep checking out more from Claire Kelly. What's next for Claire Kelly? Um, just starting to plan 2022. We're going to see where the shows are taking us. Just starting to plan some tour dates and um, thinking about getting back in the studio as well. So Right on. More music to make, you know? Just I love keep on, that. Keep on trucking along. I'll be That's listening. Cool. We've had so much fun. You're, uh, you're an amazing performer. You're an amazing Thank songwriter. You. And uh, we'll see you hopefully on another episode of McRibbon. Absolutely. Are you game to come back? amazing sandwich. Absolutely. Right on. Absolutely. High fives on I'm going to bring a shamrock shake next time. I'll hey, all right. I'm down with That's that. That's the plan. All right. For McRibbon, <laughs> me, I'm Ron, and this is Claire Kelly. Take care. Hey, thanks again for listening to McRibbon, me with your host, Ron Romano. This has been a Luxury Goods production. And you've just heard season one, episode two with our special guest, Claire Kelly. Recorded at Oceanway Nashville Studios in 2021. Sunset on Tennessee Hill. 